Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Welcome. Thank you for joining us for episode number 63 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we're talking about inaction and what that could be costing you. So Katina Peters is here to talk to us a little bit about what that means for business owners and why this is an important topic to talk about today. Hi, Katina. Hi, Megan. Glad to be here. Well, we're running up against the end of the year. Can't believe it already. (laughs) So it's pretty crazy here. I know you're going to be listening to this later, but uh, wow, what a whirlwind of a year 2020 has been. So we wanted to bring, you know, to mind things that, you know, we tend to consider the costs of maybe doing something, hiring somebody, getting a new software program, those kinds of things. But we don't always look at what's the opportunity cost of not doing it. Like what's the offsetting side and sometimes that opportunity cost because it's not like a hard number that we can easily value or calculate doesn't always get the attention it deserves because sometimes you know making investments and those kinds of things you know really saves us a lot of time or it really creates a better foundation a better system a better structure so I felt like you know talking about this is important because you know as business owners we all have to decide or we all have to go in and make these types of decisions. Like what is the next step for our business and stopping and taking the time to do that and really looking at the flip side, not just the, the cost going out the door, but really what's the benefits on the other side or what's the opportunity cost of not doing anything. Yeah. So we're kind of breaking this episode down into two parts and we're first going to address the, what those costs can look like. And these may sound familiar to you. Uh, I think at at some point in life, you've come across some inaction that you wish that you had, you wish you had made a decision and it led to some of these costs that we're going to run through. And then the second part is talking about some of the biggest issues that we see in business owners and kind of how to avoid them. Um, So let's start off with talking about those costs. What are some of the biggest costs that you've seen in business owners from that re- that root from inaction? Yeah, I mean, it can, like you, you know, alluded to, it can trigger all kinds of things. Um, you know, we've got you know negative emotions. You can have stress. You know, fear, overwhelm, lack of control. You know, there's a lot of things from that perspective, and you know, stress alone, you know, can have costs down the line, right, can lead to health problems and really cost you more in the end from that side of things. It also puts you in a not the best mindset, I guess, to make decisions and to operate on a day-to-day basis. So kind of Mm -hmm. getting out of that mode of just being stressed and overwhelmed constantly, looking at, you know, uh, lost potentially lost revenue and opportunities, things that could help you grow more quickly because you didn't either uh, take advantage of an opportunity as it came or because you thought, oh, I just don't have the time or what have you. But 
that really usually stems from maybe not having a great foundation set up first, hiring people to help you, delegating the work appropriately. So there's a lot of those things that we'll get into a little bit more later. But if you have that foundation and that delegation, then you have more of that capacity to take to see those opportunities, first of all, because sometimes you don't even see them because your head's down so much doing what you're doing, right. but then being able to take advantage of those things. So, you know, fear and overwhelm can also kind of paralyze you from making decisions altogether, which obviously is a negative situation to be in. And you can just, again, just feel really out of control and not ahead of things, not being proactive, et cetera. So uh, there's those things. There's some, you know, li- a larger you know, situations potentially too. Um, there's, I know an example, Megan, you and I were talking about as we were, you know, putting things together for this episode, we were talking about uh, Kodak and kind of what happened to them as a business. And they, you know, as as cameras moved into the digital sphere a little bit more, they made the decision not to maybe pursue that as as quickly as they could have because they were concerned it was going to affect their film sales. Well, ultimately, Kodak ended up in bankruptcy, and that was one of the primary drivers is that they just didn't move into the digital age as quickly as they could have. So there can be also some bigger things if you're not backing up and doing that SWOT analysis like we talked about, looking at the threats from the outside and the opportunities and, you know, taking action to take advantage of those. Yeah. So that was a very high level look at at what those costs are, but just even looking at them from afar, those are some pretty high costs to experience. Let's talk about some of the biggest problem areas that you've seen in working with business owners so that we can just be cognizant of where may there be some problem areas in my own business that I may not even be thinking about. Yeah. And I think as we go into that too, you know, like you said, it can definitely affect your health, you know, your personal lifestyle, it can affect your business. I know I gave the Kodak example, but, you know, also, you know, if you grow too fast without laying good foundations and things like that, I've definitely seen lots of businesses just kind of implode from the inside, get into litigation problems because they weren't controlling things well. So there's a lot of other, you know, kind of just just potential costs and problems that um, we didn't necessarily mention yet. So I just wanted to bring those back in. But yeah, the areas that I see the most inaction on from uh, business owners, especially as they're in the growth phases, uh, we'll start with investing in the team. So yes, uh, obviously there's a price tag with that. So that's why a lot of people, it's, it's a tough one, you know, to say, oh, I want to spend all this money hiring people, whether that be in-house people or exterior, external advisors or CPAs or attorneys or, you know, those kinds of things. And yes, we always want to weigh those costs. And we want to make sure, again, we're looking at the cost of doing it but as well as looking at the cost of not doing it so that we have the right timing of doing it as well. So we just don't want to willy-nilly go spend money either, obviously. But there are there are times, there is a time in a business where you have to start investing in those kinds of things if you want to continue to grow and to maintain a lifestyle and an income and, you know, just have those abilities. So as you grow, obviously, as one person, as we talked about before, you can't, you just can't physically do as much, you know, eventually your, you know, client base is going to 
outgrow you as a one person army or right. a team or what have you. So, and there's different phases as we go through that. So looking at, you know, maybe hiring an assistant to help you out. That's one of the, you know, first steps that a lot of people take is just getting that assistant, whether they, call, you know, you call it a secretary or executive assistant or whatever the case may be. A lot of virtual options there too, virtual assistants, depending on how you're running your business. But that can really help you again, just gain some leverage, be able to delegate some things to help your business grow so that you can focus on the growth side and the strategic side of the business and push down some of the daily work that needs to still happen. And that can also be maybe at like a, a project or department manager level. Again, depending on what type of business it is, you know, hiring somebody at that level to manage projects, to make sure that they're running efficiently when you don't have time to oversee all the projects uh, that you're handling, perhaps. You know, there's always a little bit of fear of delegation, I think, also, as well as fear of the cost. And that's a, that's a valid fear. Um, you really have to be careful who you're hiring and how you delegate and how you control and oversee that process, especially until you get a chance to really know the person that you've hired and how they work and what have you. So you want to make sure you're doing it in a smart way as well, but not doing it can cause some huge problems. So, and uh, looking at the timing and pre-planning for that and the strategic plan is important so that you can start looking at things from that perspective, looking at what you might delegate, how you might structure it, et cetera. So there's that. Looking at uh, having a CPA, a virtual CFO or an advisor, somebody at that level to advise you about the finances and the performance of your business, to advise you or to help you with the reporting factors as we've talked about before. Those things that you don't know because you don't have good reporting or you don't have maybe that financial knowledge, those kinds of things, those are missed opportunities or missed problems that could be fixed. Um, so again, you want to look at that, weigh that out, make sure that you're investing in the right places with that. Marketing is a big one. Um, a lot of, you know, I know I harped on the marketing plan the last episode that we did. Um, but it's a big one because, you know, people put a marketing budget, they know they need to spend money on marketing. Well, sometimes they know that other times they just feel like, well, we're just going to network and sometimes yeah. that works. But yeah. even if they have a marketing budget, they don't always, you know, allocate that well. So having somebody head up your marketing, that being maybe their sole responsibility and somebody who's going to really strategically go through and do that, I find that's one of the areas that many businesses do not like to invest in a person or a company when it comes to the marketing side. But that's one of the main pillars of a successfully growing business is that marketing. You really need that. So that can, like you said, maybe it's a marketing company and you get a little smaller budget and you do it a little bit at a time, but you need somebody really heading that up because as the business owner, ultimately trying to keep all the balls in the air, <laughs> you know, something's going to drop, right? It's just yeah. not possible yeah. eventually and something's going to suffer. And that's one of the things that really needs that consistent attention. So I'm sure you can attest to that too. <laughs> in your oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it is, I mean, you, it's again, looking at that opportunity cost of, well, if I could grow my business, this is where I'd be in a year. And if I hired someone to focus on the marketing, to get me there, you know, what does that mean for the business, for myself, for my team, potentially, there's so many things that that can impact versus, oh, I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to invest in that. So yep. I'm just going to stay stagnant or maybe grow a little at a time, like you said, maybe through networking or referrals or whatever that may be. But it is, I mean, you, it's opportunity cost with all these things. You have to see what are you spending your time on and is it worth your time as the owner to do that? Right. 
Right. And what what's the exponential that you could be getting potentially if you look at investing and in, in doing it in a different way. And again, that's something that we always, you know, talk with our clients about. It's not something I'm telling you, go run out and hire the first marketing company, you know, that you find. Um, because it's, you know, it's an important decision. It has to be mm-hmm. well worked through and a good selection process, just like hiring anybody and wanting to make sure again that you have the budget that you need that's in your industry. We do a lot of industry comparisons, like what in a growing in, in a growing business in that industry, what kind of a market budget should we be setting aside? Because there's definitely statistics out there that help you know, okay, I should be spending whatever percent that is in my marketing in order to keep this growth pace that I want. So we do a lot of looking at that as well. So then we can have a really good idea what the budget needs to look like. That's one of the areas I think I've talked about before that as a CPA, as a VCFO, it's not one of the penny pinching areas. It's like, okay, we need to spend this 8% statistically speaking in this industry to get the growth that we want. We just want to go through and spend it wisely. So don't penny pinch it, not spend it, spend it wisely, make those opportunities happen. And then you're going to see huge amounts of growth out of that if you're doing it correctly. Okay. And then the other one is uh, banking and legal teams. Some of that doesn't cost you money. A banking relationship typically isn't going to cost you money, at least not, um, you know, the hourly way um, may cost you some fees or something like that. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but typically you want to have that good banking relationship it will cost you some time, maybe a lunch or two. Um, but to talk into the banker, hopefully the banker's paying for some of it and you can just create that good relationship. Somebody that you can really go to that has good knowledge in that area. Again, from the legal side, you want to make sure that you're covered legally, you know, contracts need lawyers to review them to make sure that you know you're not missing something that is going to bite you later so that's also an important thing with business structuring contracts with clients customers vendor contracts etc so those are kind of the what I term as investing in a team your team that you're trying to accumulate as a business owner and then every hiring decision you know those are some ideas as far as positions you might get but obviously there's more options as well in that area So I think the next section that I see people kind of gawking at or not necessarily wanting to invest in is technology. That's uh, software systems, et cetera. You know, that's such a a fast changing area and you really have to stay on top of things, you know, what are competitors doing? How can you gain efficiencies? Those kinds of things. And starting a new system or doing something differently, whether it's in a software system or just a process system, it can be a little bit of a headache. There is that, you know, brunt of we got to do a conversion or we got to do something to get it started, a new system, et cetera. But again, we got to look at the flip side, what's down the line. Once we put that initial time and money investment in, you know, what are we getting out on the other end and not putting those things off because they are challenging and expensive and you know obviously we want to look at the timing look at our cash flow etc but not putting those things off just because of those things but really kind of biting the bullet getting through it so that we have a really good foundation and a good system in place so that's a big a big one there looking in you have to also be aware like I said there things change a lot so you want to kind of be constantly just researching the systems out there what's changing I don't I definitely don't recommend you change systems like constantly (laughs) but you want to be abreast of what's there and kind of keeping an eye on when you need to make that change we're you know again I always recommend again we're doing everything strategically from backing up 
taking the big picture look at it, making sure it makes sense. But if we never are out there looking at what's changing, again, we're going to miss that change, miss that opportunity. You know, we're going to miss a threat potentially that's going on out there. So we do need to be, you know, at least looking at that on a regular basis, you know, once a year at a minimum, I would say to just make sure that we're in the right system, that it's not getting antiquated, having problems, et cetera, that we're, you know, keeping an eye on that. Yeah. Even pricing, the, the example that popped into my brain just now as you were talking about it is some of the, the meeting softwares that we've used. The pricing has been driven down because of recent events in the this year to be yeah. more competitive with other systems. So just keeping an eye out for that as the situations change, as the years go on. I mean, there's different things that affect all of that. Um, the features that may have added on new systems that have been introduced. There's so many different things that happen. So at least yeah. annually looking at that. Yeah. And like you said, the bells and whistles and features change, you know, constantly on any software program, but um, just using your example of the meeting program, you know, looking at program A versus program B, well, this has more bells and whistles, has more of what I need. Two years ago, that may have totally shifted Mm -hmm. two years later, and the Mm -hmm. other one's caught up or maybe surpassed the one you initially chose. And then also, like you said, on the price points, as their competition went increased this year, for example, because of all the virtual meetings that were going on. Um, you you know, uh, for, we, for example, went back to the company we were using and said, well, you said, hey, can, what can you do? Can you do better? Because we can get a better deal over here. And they did. And we got a group plan and, you know, it worked out good. But you have to kind of be watching that stuff. They are not necessarily going to come to you and <laughs> reduce their prices. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I can see why it would be easy to, to not take action on that. Because if you're in, you know, an annual plan that always renews itself, you're on auto renewal, it's easy to just let that ride and not look at other things because there's always a million other things that need your attention. So carving out the time to just look and make sure that that's still the best option or even delegate and make sure like, hey, can you look right. and that, Yeah. When you said carving out the time, that was exactly my thought. It's not, you know, yes, um, if you're the only one there, you need to do it. But having a system in place that, that does that and having, you know, you're just, you know, maybe you have an assistant that can do it or you have an IT, you know, person in your company that their focus is IT and they can be doing that. And it just is a system in place that they're always checking that, making sure that you're getting the best deals, you know, making sure if there's something else you need to be looking at. Um, and then that's, you know, reported back to the leadership team. Okay, here's our analysis. This is what we came up with. And then decisions can be made from there. So speaking of systems, <laughs> let's let's talk about inaction in systems. Yes. Yes. So this is the, we're on the hamster wheel and we just keep running, you know, situation. <laughs> like we just keep going. We don't stop to see how the process and procedures are working and what's not working, um, those kinds of things. So this is a big one too. Well, we do it that way, you know, we come in and we do an initial analysis when we're beginning to work with a company of, you know, what are you doing? What's your process for this? What's your process for that? And we do a lot of kind of um, intrusive questions. Maybe (laughs) I try to warn people up front, just be okay. I'm going to ask you lots of questions. Don't get offended. I just need to 
understand. Um, and I need to stop. And sometimes that's the stop and make sure that they're thinking about it too. Like, okay, somebody from the outside is looking at this going, well, why are you doing it that way? And you mm-hmm. know, the answer sometimes is, well, we've kind of always done it that way. You know, <laughs> why have we been doing it that way? So yeah. it kind of stops people and has them take that outside perspective. So again, you want to stop and look at those kinds of things in all your processes administratively for the business and your processes for serving your customers and clients to make sure that those are being updated and improved and we're not just kind of keeping the status quo. And a few reasons for that. Yes, we want to build efficiencies. We want to keep up with the times of something's changing technologically that we can make it more efficient. We also want to kind of monitor what's going on with our competitors too. Like if we're just kind of, you know, we're just doing the same old thing over and over and over, maybe that's okay. Uh, maybe we're good as far as that goes. But, you know, if our competition starts doing things a little bit better and they're thinking outside the box, all of a sudden, you know, they're going to start getting some of that market share. You know, we want to make sure that we're kind of keeping up with that, you know, staying true, obviously, to our core values and those kinds of things, but also making sure we're not just kind of getting complacent and not keeping that pulse on what our customers and clients are looking for. You know, Kodak's a good example of that. Yeah. Going digital and they didn't move with that and they didn't, you know, uh, capture that opportunity and they paid the price for it. For sure. So just another area that we need to be watching out for. All right. So those are the big areas in which you see the most issues as far as inaction goes, right? Not investing in team, not investing in technology, and not looking at systems design and keeping on top of it. Right. So I know you put together kind of some tips for business owners looking forward and planning, you know, how do we avoid this moving forward? Yeah, I think um, one of the things to keep in mind is that, you know, as a business owner, especially in a growth phase, you know, we want to continue to make sure that we're playing the long game here. So everybody knows the term ROI, I'm sure return on investment. It's, it's a great thing to focus on. But if we don't give a little sometimes on our ROI, because that's making the most money this year, every year, right? And keeping that going, then in the long run, we're going to see problems, right? We're not going to hire the team member. We're not going to invest in the technology. We're not going to do the things that are costing us potentially. Um, because in the short term, we're like, no, we need to keep our ROI. We can't, you know, adjust that rather than looking at in the long term, our ROI is going to be greater, in that case. So we want to make sure that we're, you know, also not just so focused on them right now in a growing business, but that we're focused on that long-term game where we can take some money from now, invest it and watch it grow. Right. So that we're increasing the value of the business, increasing our overall long-term income, et cetera. So, so that's something that I really like to point out to people too. Okay. And I know, I actually, I don't know if you know that I worked at Blockbuster for about a month. Oh. I know we had another example of a, of a missed opportunity. I, I got a job as a manager at a Blockbuster and I thought, oh man, here's my new career. I was probably like 18. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know that wouldn't be a long-term career plan for me. <laughs> yeah, especially given what happened. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so... Let's talk about, because I know we talked about Kodak and their kind of fear that held them back from releasing that digital camera. And it was similar with with Blockbuster. So just to highlight, 
you know, what that could be causing the issues that it could be causing by not taking that action. Right, right. And they're like, you know, like you talked about Kodak didn't want their their film sales to go down. That was a big driver of their mm-hmm. revenue. And, you know, they had investors to be responsible for and this and that and the other. And again, that, that you know, comes down to looking at that short term ROI and not the long term picture of right. what could be going on. Um, and I also want to point out that some of the other investments we talked about, like team and infrastructure and systems and et cetera, that also gives you as the business owner and the leadership team the opportunity to keep your head up looking at these types of issues these bigger things like what Kodak and Blockbuster went through you know I'm not saying they weren't aware of it I think it was more of a conscientious decision based on the research but it was Mm -hmm. you know if you're not looking up you may not see these things at all you're not doing the strategic planning you're not thinking through the SWOT analysis doing those kinds of things either so you could be missing great opportunities or great threats that you need to be taking into account. I think, you know, again, obviously Kodak and Blockbuster are more extreme examples of the circumstance. They both went under pretty much um, from those issues, but it just kind of calls out, you know, what could be happening. And there's much smaller opportunities that could be, and I don't say much smaller, could be very impactful opportunities that you're missing, but they might not, you know, be the end of your business necessarily either, but they could help you grow more exponentially. So looking at those, it can be fair fear of failure though. Like you see this opportunity that may be really good, but that means maybe giving something up in your business or not being sure you kind of have to take that leap of faith. So how do you let that, how do you take that chance? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's one of those things that we had a friend of ours that used to say, do something, even if it's wrong. (laughs) So um, I think sometimes, you know, we have to look at at that. And, um, you know, we take the best information that we have available, we get our advisors together, we have our leadership team, and we make the best possible decisions. But as we've talked about before, there is going to be failure involved. (laughs) So there's no point altogether, at least there's going to be smaller failures and bigger failures necessarily. But if we don't take a chance, you know, we're, we're not going to progress forward. And, and I like to point out to people that maybe are a little more conservative. They don't like to maybe step out on those kinds of things and say, look, you already took a chance. You started a business. Like that's a big deal. The businesses that we're working with, you know, a million dollars or more, typically speaking in revenues. I mean, that's a big deal too. Like you succeeded. So there's a lots of success in there. So you can do it. Um, You're maybe striking out into something you're not as comfortable doing. So that's, challenging you're delegating control of certain responsibilities that you're concerned about so you build the best system around that to safeguard as much as you can but sometimes you're just gonna have to you know take that leap of faith so another thing that may hold people back from taking action is that it's overwhelming some of these problems in our business is i mean it's it's not like something small that we can just oh i just need to send this email which you know, some emails can be hard to send to, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, there may be several components and it's just this big issue that once you start digging in, it's a can of worms and you just don't, it's easier to just not touch it. Yeah. Than stick your head in the ground kind (laughs) of. Yeah. Schrodinger's cat. If it, if I don't look, it doesn't exist. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So How do you overcome that too? That just the sense of overwhelm when thinking about solving some of these issues. Yeah, absolutely. I think in, you know, yeah, there's, these are some bigger issues that we're talking about for sure. Um, But, you know, it's, 
if you break a job down, it's no job is too big if you break it down into steps. So we have our bigger, you know, goals and things that we're trying to do. And this is part of that, right? And then we break it down into smaller steps so that we can take chunks at a time and accomplish it. So you don't want to necessarily say, oh, there's this giant, you know, thing I have to deal with, <laughs> which there is, but <laughs> but you want to say, okay, this is a giant thing I have to deal with. What's the next step? And, you know, maybe the next few steps that I have to take and then, you know, breaking it down that way. And you'll find that, and I know I've found even, and I think this is just human nature that usually once I just kind of dig into it and get into it, it's not as overwhelming as I thought it was going to be. There's usually right. like that fear factor, right? That your mind blows it up into something bigger. And I'm not saying that that's a tiny thing to deal with, but usually it's simpler as you actually get into doing it. And it's not as scary as, you know, you thought it was going to be. Right. Once you start asking those questions and getting answers, yep. the answers aren't as big as what you were, what you built it up in your mind. Because a lot of times you're sitting there building these issues up yep. longer because there are bigger issues. So it's not just something that you're like, oh, I'll just take care of that. You know, you sit there and you have it in your brain thinking about all the possible outcomes that could, and then it's just simple once you actually just start tackling it. Yep. So. They wasted a lot of uh, stress and effort and those kinds of things, just building it up in your mind rather than sitting yep. down and starting to write out the steps that you can take. And the other thing that that does too, is that shifts that stress, right? If you have a plan, mm-hmm. it shifts that. It's, now it's not the overwhelming, stressful, big, you know, scary thing. Um, it's a, here's the plan to start taking care of it. I can do these things, you know, and right. uh, that really helps you feel, you know, more in control of the situation too. So that's a huge, Definitely. huge thing. So definitely. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for going over all of those things with us. I, I appreciate taking a step back, looking at an action, look at, looking at what, what is it actually costing you? Because a lot of times, like you said, we don't, we don't look at the costs of not taking an action and then reviewing the problem areas that you see most commonly when working with business owners. So if you are maybe, you know, you have an area in your business that you haven't taken action on and you need someone to just kind of mull it over with, or you want to meet with a virtual CFO, virtual CPA and say, you know, here's my issue. What do you think? Just get someone to to talk to. We do offer a strategy session. So reach out to us, hop on our website. We can be found at pjscpas.com or shoot us an email at info at pjscpas.com. And we'll be happy to jump on the phone and and walk through some things with you. So thank you so much for joining us this week. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.